0: Hey family, this is Javera Fitzbogle, and I am the creative director of the Detox Movement Global Ministries and this is our podcast. We want to thank you for joining us today. We hope that it blesses you. We hope that it challenges you and we hope that it encourages you to see that God is moving in your life. So come grow with us and enjoy the message. What is going on everybody? How you doing? How's everybody doing? Welcome, welcome, welcome. What's going on, guys? Unmute yourselves. Unmute yourselves and tell me how you doing. How are you feeling? How's everybody? Where the smiles at? Where's all the smiles at? What's going on? What's it going on? How's, how's Chaz? I see you. John, I see you. Yeah, uh, All right, say hi. Marie? Hi. what's up? How you doing, Rebecca? Patty, welcome, welcome. Aaliyah, welcome. Hey. Robin, Laura. Yo, it is so good to see all you guys on here, man. Welcome to another Bible study, man. I'm so excited for today. Today is such a beautiful day because we get to come together to fellowship, uh, to dive into God's word together, and to really put ourselves in a position where we can grow and increase in wisdom and knowledge with God. I'm so excited to dive into God's word with you guys today. Um, Guys, tell me, I want to know how you're feeling I wanna know how your week has been, how your day has been. Some of us had like different ups and downs this week. I want y'all to do me the biggest favor, put an emoji or one word in the comment section. Y'all know we do this every week and tell me how you're feeling. One word or one emoji in the comment section. I wanna see how you're feeling. I wanna see how your day's going, how your week is going because man, I'll tell you, it was, a lot went on this week for me, a lot went on in my life. And so it's so good to know that you guys are having a really good week, amen. Amen. All the smiles. I see y'all. I see y'all welcome. They got people in the car, you know, this really has become a destination where people like hop in their cars, you know what I'm saying? And they just, they be having Bible study in the car. Listen, you can't take notes while you're driving, but what you can do is you can definitely grow in your faith. So I'm so excited, man. Guys, thank you so much for taking time out of your day, um, out of your week to come and grow with us, uh, to increase and to just really take um, to take it to another level in our faith together, where we can grow and really come to learn more about who Jesus is and what God is about. Um, this has become my favorite time of the week. And it's something that I, I take pride and joy in. And I'm just so glad that I'm able to spend it with you guys. So thank you so much. Um, if y'all haven't been with us since last week, we literally dived into a new series, man. Listen, I want to know does Anybody blessed from last week's message, we started our series in the trenches, and it has been an absolute blessing. I tell you, God, God has just been dealing with me in private um, just so I could bring another word to you guys in the open. And it's such a privilege, and it's an honor to get to pour out into you guys every single week. So we're going to be t- actually starting our second, it's our part two of our sermon, our lesson last week, Can You Dig It? Now, let me tell y'all, man. I'm so excited! This is the first time we've actually did a two-part series um, where we were able to um, really pull a lot out of Scripture. Normally, what we've done as we started our miracle series is we dive into God's Word and we literally went step by step by step, word by word by word, and we broke down every single thing. And this was the first series that we had literally two verses, not even without <laughs> five, not six, and seven, just two verses to really build upon. And I do believe there's a lot that we can pull away from scripture. There's a lot that we can pull away from God's word. So as we're diving in together, it's important to understand that there does not there does not need to be a lot of literature in order for you to get a lot of content. And what we're pulling away from scripture, not only is the understanding of God's word, you feel me, but it's everything that comes with it. It is God's grace, his love, his mercy. God may speak to you as I'm sharing this message here. And our goal, our, our desire is that as we begin to listen to what God is sharing, that you'll be able to pull something out based on how God is speaking to you. So we dived in last week, and we started talking about Psalms 84. Psalms 84, that's where our scripture is taken from. That's where our passage is taken from. That's where our lesson has been taken from. And so we're going to go and read over that one more time, and then we're going to dive into our lesson. Y'all, let's get it. Psalms 84 verse 5. Get your Bibles out. We're going to read from verse 5 to verse 7. By the time we are done this lesson today, let me tell y'all something. I'm 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 believing God that not only will you begin to see trenches different, but you'll begin your mind will begin to open as to what God has called you to do and how he's called you to function in the place that you are in. We are redefining the trenches. And anytime we think of this word trench, we think of something that's like a ditch. We're in a spot and it's hard to get out. But I believe that God wants us to understand that there was so much more than just a trench. There's so much more in the trenches than just a ditch. That there's so much to take away from it. That there's so much to pull out of it. So we're going to dive right into God's word. Psalms 84, we're going to read from verse 5 to verse 7. It says, blessed are those whose what strength is in you. In whose heart are the highways to Zion? Just as they go through the valley of Becca, they make it a place of springs. The early rain also covers it with pools and they go from strength to strength. So, everybody put in the comment section, I'm going from strength to strength. Each one appears before God in Zion. Y'all, let's pray. God, we thank you, Lord, for another day. Uh, for another opportunity to experience your grace your love your mercy father we just thank you lord for the opportunity to dive into your word to talk about you father God, we know that it is a privilege to talk about you, that we get to talk about you. It is not something that we complain about. It's not something that we carry as a burden, but it is a privilege that we get to talk about the name of Jesus because you are the giver of life. Father, we thank you, Lord, for gathering us here today for each and every single person that, that had the time, that made time, that found the time. I pray that the word that will come out of my mouth be of your Holy Spirit. Let it land on fertile ears in Jesus' name. And everybody in the chat section just says, amen. Amen, y'all. Psalms 84. So last week, we started a teaching entitled, Can You Dig It? Somebody say, can you dig it? Nobody got to hear you. I can't hear you, but can you dig it? And the basis of this lesson is understanding that while we are in a trench-like experience, there is always something to do. We spent time learning about what verse 5 meant, and we briefly touched verse 6. Today we're going to talk about verse 6 and verse 7 and close this synopsis all together. So it says that blessed are those whose strength is in you. We understand, and we spent time diving into Scripture so that we could understand that there was a specific demographic of people that were considered blessed. Last week we indicated that the blessed people are those or anybody who will attach themselves to the strength of God. Wow. So we've realized that we are blessed because our strength is found in Jesus. And that's so important because anytime you're going through different situations in life, you have to understand that your strength doesn't come from what you do, but it comes from God and the strength that is in Christ Jesus. It says, now blessed are those people who find their strength in Jesus. And it says, in whose heart are the highways to Zion? And we began to elaborate a little bit more about what that meant. Like what, how can a heart become a highway? I mean, I know they got blood vessels and we're not talking about transporting blood vessels. We know that there's different arteries and veins that go to the heart, but we're not talking about the physical highways of blood transport, but we're talking about a passageway that leads to the righteousness of God. So it says, blessed are those whose strength is in you and whose heart is the highway, the place in terms of the the, the route that we take, the journey that we take to Zion. And we spent time talking about, like, what is Zion? That Zion, in other contexts, is Jerusalem. It refers to a mountainous-like place. It's a place that was considered the place where David was it was on top of the mountain, it was so high up, and anytime you thought of Mount Zion, or Zion, you referred to it as Mount Zion, because it was great. And based on this, we learned. That it's possible for us to have mountain-like experiences, and these mountain-like experiences is what turn is what allows us to be in a place or position where we feel real high and real good about ourselves. We're, we're excited, like yo, things are going good for me. You know what I'm saying? Everything's going well. I got on my Nikes. Well, I'm going on like, I got on Nikes. I got I got on Chuck Taylors right now. You know what I'm saying? You got you got your best shoes on. You got your Sunday's best on. You're feeling good. The bills are paid. Life is good. This is what it feels like to be on top of the mountain or a mountain-like experience. And we dived in briefly to verse six, where it says, as they go through the Valley of Becca, they make it a place of springs. Now, this is gonna be the bulk of our lesson today. And understanding that we briefly began to explain what Becca was. And the Valley of Becca could be translated as the term or word meaning weeping place. So now we sit here we have this synopsis that there's there's a place, there's a pathway, there's a direction, there's there's something to do and there's somewhere to go. That there was a mountain-like experience, and there is a valley-like experience. And the mountain-like experience is like you're living your best life, and the valley-like experience is when you're in a weeping place. We're going to start our lesson. From this particular point, excuse me, from this segment of scripture. And so it says, as they go through the valley of Becca, I think we briefly began to talk about who they are. Now, they refers to the same people who are in verse five when it says, blessed are those. So they and those are the exact same group of people. It's talking about blessed people. We stated that you're blessed when you're in the mountain and you're blessed when you're in the valley. And now we're talking about these same blessed people. It says that they go through, they go through the valley of Becca. We're going to sit here for a moment. Now it's important to understand that you might be wondering, you know, to yourself, like, as as you're passing, as they're passing through this valley-like experience, like, why is it that they had to go through it? I think sometimes we can really connect ourselves to these people in scripture and ask ourselves the same question. Like, God, why is it that I had to go through this valley? Why is it that I had to go through this experience? Why, why did I have to go through this valley-like experience? Why did I have to go through this weeping place? We, we've all asked these questions. If if you haven't asked that question to yourself, I don't know. I, I question if you're human because, you know, when you're human, you tend to ask these types of questions like, God, why me? Well, why do I have to go through this experience? Why was this my journey? Why, why was this something that I had to do? Like, like, why did I have to go through this place? Well, I've come here today to tell you that that same valley-like experience, that same weeping valley-like experience that God is gonna use, he's gonna begin to use the tears that you have shed, the tears that you, that, have, that have caused you so much heartache and pain, that God is gonna use those tears to fill up the well to your assignment. That there is purpose on the other side of how you are feeling. And that every single tear that comes from your eyes, that God is gonna use that for substance. He's going to use it for something. And so, if if you didn't take notes last week, I want you to write this point down. That they had to pass through a sorrowful experience to get to the place where God was. Now this is powerful because it teaches us that no matter what, sometimes you have to go through something in order for you to get to the place where you know God is. Now it does not mean that God is not everywhere else. The Bible calls him omnipresent, that he is everywhere. And so we know that God does not stay only in one place, but God can be in multiple places at once. And so they believe, this group of people believe that that they have to go through something in order to get to the place where God was. And this is a general understanding that many of us have today. We feel like, man, in order for us to get to a place where we can worship God and, and encounter his spirit, that man, we just we just got to make it out. We just got to get out of the place that we're in, and we just got to get to this next, get to our next. Now, this passage of scripture, is, it's, it's location-specific. That somewhere along this timeline, we can understand that there was significance to take from it. It started off by saying that there was a pathway now, we're here last week, we spent time talking about the pathway. It says, God, whose heart is a highway, that highway is a pathway. Not only was there a pathway, but there was also a journey. And it was a journey that we had to go through. And we then came to found out that there was also a destination. And so there was a pathway, there's a journey, and there's a destination. Mm. This is so important for us to understand because somewhere along our own personal journeys, we can find ourselves in these three areas, along the pathway, in the journey, or at the destination. The Bible says that they had to pass through the valley of Becca. They had to pass through a weeping place. In other words, they had to pass through the situation that they were in. Mm. how many can relate to that, where you you might have been in a tough season of your life or whatever situation you might have been, in and, and you just didn't know what to do. Well, I want you to know today that, that you got to pass through it, that yes, this too shall pass, but you got to pass through it because passing through your situation is going to take you to the place to where God wants you to be. But I want to motion this thought today that this journey that we're on is not only about getting to a place, but it's about understanding that God has you in the place that you're in for a reason. The place that you're in is the place that God wants you to be. And that we ha- we can't be so focused on getting out of the place that we're in just because we want to make it through. Sometimes that's the mentality. I just got to get out. But God's like, no, 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 no. I got you in the place that I want you to be. Sometimes the journey is a part of the destination. Many of you can actually say this point. You can actually say, you know what? I've arrived at my destination because I have started my journey. Mm. Starting your journey is literally the front of your destination. So we understand that going through this experience that you might be going through in this season of your life is a part of where God wants you to be. And it's a part of where God is taking you. If you're taking notes, write this down. They had to go through all sorts of experiences or a sorrowful experience to get to the place where God was. Mm. They did not realize that God was with them the whole time. Sometimes getting to a place is really getting to an understanding, it's not getting to a physical destination. When you can get that understanding in your mind that, you know what, I've already arrived at God's plan for my life, then it no longer becomes, okay, I got to get to that place where I think it's freedom. Sometimes being free is found in the will of God. It's not making it to a specific place. I feel the Holy Spirit in this lesson. Some of you feel as though, you know, God is only at one place that you're going, that I got to go to church to get God. Yeah, I got to get my fix on Zoom tonight because I I can't get God at home. Yeah, I I can't get God at my job. So I got to go to this place where it is. But, But God says, I'm with you in season and out of season. When you're in your sorrowful experience, I'm with you. When you're at your job, I'm with you. When you're in a hard place, I'm with you. When you're in the trenches, I'm with you. God is with you each and every single step of the way. And so if God is where you're going, And if he is where you are now, then as you walk in the process, we can understand that God is with you. This means that God is with you through the whole process. He's there with you at the beginning. He's there with you in the middle. And he's there with you at the end. Mm. Now, I began to think about a few things. Things that really began to speak on my heart was the word assignment. I realized that sometimes when you're in a challenging place, we forget that there's always purpose. The purpose that God has for you is always connected to assignment. The place that God had them in was connected to assignment. Let's read what it says here. It says, and as they go through the Valley of Becca, they make it a place of springs. Mm. They make it A place of springs. Write this point down. Every trench is a foundation. Every trench is a foundation. He will allow you often, God will allow you to get to a place or a season in your life where He will either send you there or permissively allow you to get there just so He can bring you to a place of foundation. Every trench. Is a foundation. Oh my goodness. We are redefining what trenches mean. When we get to this type of thought, it's important to understand this that a trench is a very low place that you're in that you can't see over. Okay, so help me to understand this. The Bible says in Hebrews 11 and 1, it says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So faith is something that you can't see. And when you're in a trench, you can't see out of it. A trench or a trench-like experience is when you're in the slums of something. You're in adversity. You're in difficulty. You're in hardship, but you can't see out of it. You can't see past it. You can't see over it. A trench, naturally or unnaturally excavated, is a space below the ground that enables you from seeing over it. And so we see that faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things you can't see. So it would seem as though if you're in a situation where you can't see out, that somehow faith becomes present. You see, the trench is the building block of faith. Because when you are in a trench like experience and you can't see out of the place that you are in, you have to believe in something. Mm. You can't see out of it and you can't see over a trench because a trench prevents you from seeing over. Hebrews 11 says, faith, now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. In many cases, it says the assurance or it'll say uh, 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 it'll say the assurance or the conviction, meaning that it compels you. And so if a trench prevents you from seeing and faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seeing, them, then, then it would make sense to say that a trench can be the foundation to what amounts to faith. Watch this. When you came to Christ, didn't God pull you out of something? Mm. You didn't know who Jesus was, but somehow God came into your life and he pulled you out of the life you were in. He he pulled you out of the adversity you're going through. He pulled you out and put you in to a place where only faith lives. A trench or a trench-like experience can sometimes be the lifestyle that you live. Because the lifestyle that you live can prevent you from seeing where God wants you to see. So you find yourself in a place where you're like, man, God, I I, I just, I can't see, I I don't know how to look, like what am I supposed to do? And God says, this is what faith is. Faith is when you're below the surface and you can't see where I want you to go. And so the trench is the building block of faith, the faith that God is building in you. Watch this. Most people are stuck in the trenches of their lifestyle and their sin and their mindset and their different ways because they refuse to believe. Write this point down. The way out of your trench is through belief. Notice that I did not say that the way out is through faith. Because faith is the substance of things hoped for. Belief actually builds up faith. Hmm. But if you can't see over, then it's not faith, because faith is seeing in the spirit. So when you are in a trench-like situation and you don't know how to get out, you don't know which way to go, the way to go is to believe. God, I don't know how I'm going to get out of this situation. God, I don't know how I'm going to get over this hump. I don't know, I don't know how I'm going to get out of this hole, how I'm going to get out of this debt, how I'm going to pull my, God, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I believe. Never lose hope when you are in a trench-like experience, because hope and belief amounts to faith. It gives you access to freedom. Family, God is always with you in these situations. He's always with you in assignment. He's always with you in purpose. And in order for you to get to Mount Zion, which is the heavenly place, you have to go through a sorrowful experience, a hurtful experience. You have to go through something that will allow you to have testimony. It gives you the ability to testify, to share. I don't, I don't trust people that ain't never going through nothing. If you ain't gone through nothing, I don't trust you. I'm sorry, I don't trust you because you have not been, your faith has not been um, uh, uh, validated when it came on to the trials and the different vicissitudes of life. You have to be tested Because you know that the testing of your faith produces. So we see that when you are in this experience, we all got to go through something. And when you're in this type of experience, it produces what God needs for the next level of glory. The next portion of the scripture in verse 6 says, And they go through the valley of Becca, and they make it a place of springs. They go through the Valley of Becca and they make it a place of springs. Now you would think in this particular passage that the word springs is really the focal point or the highlight of the scripture, but it's not. You see, as they went through the Valley of Becca, they made it a place of springs. The focal point in that scripture is actually the word through and make. They went through a situation And they made something out of it. Mm. How many of you are going through a situation in your life that you have yet to make something out of? Sometimes God has you in that position to go through it specifically because there was something for you to do. When, uh, 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 how do I say this? The place that God has you in is always a sign of where God is taking you to. And even if you can't see it with your eyes, this is why we have to have faith, because faith gives us the ability to see when our eyes can't see. Now, this passage of scripture is powerful because it comes against what we consider is emotional rationale. This verse states that when you're going through it, that that um, you should actually stay in something opposed to when we really are going through something, we want to get out of that certain situation we think about it like, man, I'm in a hard season, but I just want to get out of this season. I just want to make it to the end. I just want to get out of my trench. I just want to get out this ditch because I've been in this thing way too long. But this specific passage of scripture tells us that, hey, when you're in it, there's actually something for you to do. It says that they made while they were in. What do you need to make in the place that you are in? As I was preparing this, you know, um, I, I heard the Lord say that you don't need to get out. You need to understand why you're in. You don't need to get out, but you need to understand why you're in. Because when you understand why you're in, then there will be no reason for you to be in the place that you're still in. Hmm. There are reasons for the trench. That's something we're going to talk about next week. But understanding why God has you in that trench-like experience is more important than actually making it through. And so we need to redefine what the trench means. Now, what God permissively allows or institutes himself is directly connected to purpose fulfillment and assignment apply. I said, when God allows, he permissively allows something, or he institutes something himself, it is directly connected to purpose fulfilled and assignment apply. Do you see assignment in the place that you are in? Because assignment doesn't often look like the place that you're in. Sometimes assignment is wrapped in adversity. Sometimes assignment is disguised in difficulty. Sometimes assignment is is clothed in struggle. Sometimes assignment is like it's wrapped in tears. It's found in a weeping place. Sometimes assignment can be in the middle of a trend. The assignment doesn't always look like it. The word assignment. Sometimes we're looking for our assignment. Be like, oh, assignment. Sometimes it's not gonna come to you like that. Assignment can come to you in any type of way. But the problem is, many of us don't recognize assignment when it comes in. One question I have for you today will be. Do you know and can you recognize your assignment when assignment meets you? I'll tell you, there was a season in my life where I thought I knew assignment. I thought assignment was, you know, I got to go out here and preach. You know what I'm saying? I got to go out here and talk about Jesus because that's what assignment is. But then I found out, I found out through people, Cause God will always use people when he wants to do things on earth. People started coming to me for random stuff. You know what I'm saying? Counseling was one of them. People start coming to me for counseling and I I didn't have the patience for counseling. Right. I I didn't have the patience. I did. People come in with the issues. I'd be like, man, God bless you. Let's pray. You know, like let's pray this out and let's call it a day. And I realized that, that God was trying to show me assignment, but he was showing me assignment in a way that I wasn't familiar with. Sometimes assignment will come to you wrapped in a different type of clothing. When assignment shows up, it might come in the form of your husband. Your husband, he comes for your neck. But but really what it was, was was you had an issue with your neck. And and, and you hadn't dealt with the issue. And and, and if he didn't come for you, then you would not have seen it. And now, now God has you in a place that's uncomfortable. Assignment is always connected to what's uncomfortable. Because when you're uncomfortable, it's an indicator that God has you in the place that you're in. Mm. Because if you're not uncomfortable and you always feel good, and you always feeling great, and you always feeling like, yo, then watch this, then you would have no need for experience. Mm. That experience that you go through is when God takes you from glory to glory. He says, now I'm gonna use the place that I have you in, I'm gonna use it for my glory, I'm gonna use it for your purpose and I'm gonna attach assignment to it so that you can do what needs to be done. What's crazy about this is that if we do not recognize it, guess what? She gonna come back. Let, let me tell you all something. assignment has its way of finding you. You don't gotta go and find it. Some people out here, they're, they're like, man, I gotta find my purpose, dog. Hey, I gotta find my purpose. Man, I gotta find my assignment. And guess what? You probably ain't ever gonna find it because you're looking for something that you recognize. But well, I'm trying to tell you today that when assignment comes, assignment finds you. you are like, wow, I didn't know. This is kind of weird, like, I mean, you said something the other day, man, and it, like, it triggered something in my mind. I wasn't even thinking that before, but I just feel drawn to it. I feel like this is, I feel like there's something I'm supposed to do here. I don't know what it is. I don't know why I'm in this experience. I, I don't know why I have to go through what I'm going. I, I don't get it. I, I'm not sure, but but I feel like there's something that I'm supposed to do. And, and 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 it didn't hit me until Sally came into my face and she tried me. And I said, wait, hold up. And then it hit me. Wait a second. I really don't want to hit her, but but I want to help her. Why do I feel like I need to help her when I really want to hit her? Now, I, I really want to punch her. in the why, why do I feel like like, I want to help counsel people. All of a sudden, I'm like, man, I'm growing up. I, I ain't had these feelings before in my life. And God came to me in the form of counseling. I was looking for counsel. I'm going be honest with you. I was, at this particular moment in time, I was engaged. I was like on my track to being married. I was like, I was right there. Like, whatever whatever the clap is, I was right there. You know, I was ready. And all of a sudden, I started looking for counseling. I couldn't find it started going through issues, started going through adversity, started going through trouble. I couldn't find what I was looking for until one day what I was looking for found me, and it was found in the Word of God. Slapped me upside the head one day and says, why won't you listen to what I've taught you? Mm. Sometimes it'll come in the form of your parents, family, friends, your job, being able to recognize when assignment comes, is quintessential to the progression of your walk. And when you cannot understand that, I'm telling you, it's like you'll feel like you're in a trench for a really long time. Understanding the reason why God has you in the place that you're in is far more important than saying, I need to get out. Because if you manage to get out, you're going to find yourself in a whole nother trench. This one's going to be much prettier. It might have AC in there. You understand that this trench, they might have a sofa in there, but guess what? They got no food. They got no food in there. And the problem with that is you can always stay in there so long before you start getting hungry, before you start feeling uncomfortable. Trenches don't feel comfortable, but they're attached to assignment. They're attached to purpose. So I began to pursue God intentionally. And all of a sudden I began to see that, that there was, there was assignment in in the place that God wanted me to be in, that that there was something for me to do, even though I hadn't done it before. It brought me here to to verse six, the latter portion of verse six, when it says that they went through the place that they were in and they made, they make it a place of springs. Now, this is powerful. This teaches us that while they were in the experience that they were in, they did something. (laughs) Some of y'all need to check the space that you're in because y'all are worried about the issue. You're worried about the place. You're worried about the circumstance. And God's over here like, why are they worried about the circumstance? I said it many times in scripture, the the, the lilies ain't worried about what they eat. The birds ain't worried about what they eat. I don't understand why she keep worrying about this. Well, Well, perhaps it's not about Worrying about the place that you're in, but it's it's worrying about what what God wants you to do while you're in there. The Bible says that they make it a place. That, now, how on earth? Let's track back and look at it. In verse five, it says, "Now blessed are those who have strength in God." In the second portion, it says, "In whose hearts are the highway to Zion?" And those same blessed people go through a valley like experience, and they make it. So, so if they're on top of the world, or if they're in the trenches. They realize that there's something to do. What is God telling you to do? What is his purpose or plan for your life? It says that they made. That means that in the situation that they were in, in a hard time, in the rock type of place, at the bottom of the valley, they chose to do God's will for their life instead of sulk in the environment that they were in. Oh, watch this, this is gonna take somebody out. When I caught this, and I, and I, I got it for myself, and it hit me like a ton of bricks, like, God, are you telling me that nothing should come between my love for you? It hit me like a ton of bricks. Last week, we started talking about this, we introduced In the trenches as a series, and can you dig it as a message? And the moral of what we pulled away from last week was: if you're all the way up here and you're on top of the world, or you're down here in the trenches, you still got to do the will of God for your life. And the moment I got off the phone, excuse me, off the Zoom call with all of you guys here, I got a call, and I felt good. I was, I was feeling good like this. You know, this message was bomb. Like, yo, we eating good tonight. Like, this message is going to take me out. And I got a call saying that one of my kids that I used to spend time with in youth group when I was growing up, that he was found in the lake. Now, look, I don't know if, if, if you can identify a specific moment in your life where you were feeling so good and you just got a piece of information and it brought you down so low. I have never been so high up in emotion a, in a and then get a message and find out that I'm now in the trenches. And the one thing that kept hitting my head on the table was when I realized that God still has purpose for me, even amongst bad news i want you to understand something today guys no matter what it is that you're going through whether it's good or whether it's bad whether you're high or whether you're low god's plan for your life will come to pass and your acceptance of his plan for your life is completely contingent upon how you respond to adversity that news broke me down then I started thinking of all these experiences. I used to preach to this kid in youth group, man. It, it, broke, it broke my heart. And I had a very personal relationship with his older brother. We went to high school together. So when I sat there and I began to think about it, I said, Lord, I I don't want to, I don't want to feel how I feel anymore. I'm in such an emotional spot. I'm like, man, like God, this really hurts. And that is where. I began to understand about what was happening in verse six. It says, as they go through the Valley of Becca, they made something out of the place that they were in. But watch what they made. It says that they made a place of springs. Not just a spring, but a place. Now what's a spring? A spring is a hole or a well of water that springs out watch this in order for them to get to a spring they have to dig in the ground they have to dig 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 in the ground until they get and they hit a spot and when you hit that spot the water comes out instantly i began to see scripture i'm going to show you something the Bible says in John, I believe it's John chapter 4, 4 verse 26, where Jesus was talking to, to the woman at the well. The Bible says that when Jesus showed up to where she was, she had her bucket, she was fixing to get some water from a well. We understand that a spring is like a well, but it springs out water. So, so somewhere water is connected to what we're trying to understand here. When you dig, when you dig, you will always find water. And water always represents Jesus. Now watch this. The Bible says that when Jesus came to the place where he was, he said, woman, um, I'm thirsty. Let me get some of your water. The woman said, what you want with me? I'm a Samaritan woman. You, you Jews, you don't mess with us. We, we're different people. Like, what, why would you want my water? And Jesus began to explain to her that listen if if you knew who I was, then you wouldn't even ask for regular water, you would ask for the water that I can give you and as she began to sit there she she was enticed she said, "Well, shoot, I want some of this water and Jesus began to tell her everything about her life without even knowing her, told her how many guys she'd been with, how many husbands she got, how many husbands she doesn't have, and as she felt Jesus in that moment. And Jesus said to her, give me water. Now we read this scripture a lot, but did y'all know that this this woman actually never gave Jesus water? The Bible says that she left and she had that encounter at the well. Mm. But Jesus asked her for water and Jesus never got water, which led me to understand that sometimes When God has you in a position in your life, a place in your life, and you don't know what to do, it's better to keep digging in the place that you're in. And when you dig, make a situation out of where you are at. And when you dig, you're going to find that the place you're in has water. And when you find water, this is what blew me out the water. Sometimes the thing that you're looking for is not the thing you need, but it's the thing someone else's need. Jesus used the water at the well to witness to the woman. Sometimes God will have you in a place in your life where you're doing something and you're working and you're digging and you're in a hard season and you're going through something, not for yourself, but just to witness to somebody else. You never know why God has you in the place that you're in, but it's always connected to purpose. Jesus used the water at the well to witness to the woman. God has you in the place that you are in, in the season that you're in, in the moment that you're in, in the trench that you're in, because there's something for you to do. And I promise you this, when you're in a trench, there really is nothing that you need other than experience. But if there's something of value in the trench, like a spring, and the spring becomes a well, Whatever you went in for is exactly what you need to come out with. Some of y'all are ready to get out of the hard season that you're in, and you're going to come out the same way you went in. Some of y'all was real acting real crazy when Corona started. It was like, man, look, you know what? Quarantine gonna be on metamorphosis. I'm going to come out looking this. And you're coming out the same way you went into quarantine. Sometimes the place that God has you in has nothing to do with what you want, but everything to do with what you need. And God says, don't be in a rush to get out of your trench because there's something on the inside of it that gives birth to something else. I'm going to give you a shovel. Take that shovel into that trench with you. But God, I need a rope. I need a rope to get out. I don't need a shovel. I'm in here deep. Why do I need to go deeper? Because the height of success is found in the depth of humility. When you go deeper in God, mm, you actually become higher in man. And a lot of what we are seeking, that we want, things that we're looking for in our relationships, in, in, in our jobs, in our businesses, in our careers, what we're looking for is something that we can't identify. But but God says, listen, what you need to do is you need to spend time in this trench with me so that I can help you to identify purpose because purpose is the catalyst that will allow you to recognize assignment. And when you recognize your assignment, you will understand why you're in this position that you're in. We, we preach this all the time. you know. His thoughts are not my thoughts. His ways are not my ways. You know, And that's great. But guess what? God wants to give you his thoughts. And he wants you to do it his way. And when you fall in alignment with what God wants for you, you will realize, that, you know what? I'm in this situation. And in some cases, it ain't even for me. Maybe I just got to dig and get water because somebody's coming that's thirsty. Somebody's been parched their whole life. And I've only been thirsty for 20 minutes. If God tells you to wait, will you wait? If God tells you to dig, will you dig? Because there is something within your experience. And last week we said it, there is a blessing in the trenches. Sometimes your blessing is not gonna come the way you want it to, but it's coming. Well, God, God, I I need a car. I, I need to put a four wheels on it, put some nice rims on it. I want it candy paint. You know what I'm saying, God, you know I need it. You know I ain't got no whip. I've been with. God says, listen, I want to turn you into a vehicle, but but you won't let me. Mm. Sometimes the thing that you're wanting is not the thing that God wants for you, and it's not because it's not a bad thing. God says, no, I don't want to give you that. I want to I do something greater in your life. Will you accept God's plan? and purpose for your life. I'm gonna close with these last few, uh, over my Bible here, it says, as they go through the Valley of Becca, which is that weeping place, they make it a place of springs, meaning they made something out of nothing. The Bible says that they made a place of springs, not a spring, not a well, not one thing, but they made multiple, meaning they created an environment that where they put their sweat and equity, that it was able to impact many lives. Hmm. The early rain also covers it with pools and they go from strength to strength and each one appears before God in Zion. I want you guys to understand this and we're gonna close um, that God has you in the place that you're in for so many different reasons. I don't know what they are. You don't know what they are. But what I do know is that purpose is always connected. I, I do know that, that God's assignment for your life can be found in the place that you're in. And I want to encourage you to do something that might be unconventional to what many preachers and pastors might tell you, but I want to I encourage you to not be in a rush to get out of the place that God has you in. Don't, don't be in a rush because when you're in a rush to get out, you miss what God sent you in for. And what you were sent in for is far greater than what you're seeking to come out without. You don't wanna get out of this trench without what God sent you in for. I think the question that we need to ask ourselves is what did God send me into my situation for? And while I'm here, Father, help me to understand what it is that I need to make out of this situation. Because when you find purpose, you will release frustration, you'll release complaining, you'll release anguish, you'll release guilt, you'll release unforgiveness, you'll release the pain, release all these things that bother you, that that drive you into the wall. When you find purpose, you'll find that you'll find freedom. I wanna pray for you guys. Father, we thank you, God, for another day that we get to listen to your word, to increase in wisdom and knowledge. Father, just as Jesus, as he was found in the temples, your word says that he he grew with wisdom and knowledge and favor with God and man. Lord, I pray that you will use this word to increase in us in all those things. Father, will in us to do of your good pleasure not our good pleasure. Father, I pray that you will be with us in season and out of season. Father, I pray that you would help us to see what you sent us into this situation for. And even if we do not understand it, Father, help us to understand that you are with us from beginning to the end, even though we are on our mountaintops or in our valley low. Father, help us to understand that there is a in the process, that there is a blessing in the trenches, that there is something good for us once we see what you sent us in for. Father, I thank you, God, and I pray that this message would find the hearts of those who need it and land on the ears of those who receive it. I pray God that you would strengthen us, encourage us and uplift us in Jesus name, amen. I just wanna pray really quick for anybody who who has come to this Bible study, who does not have a personal relationship with Jesus before you go, um, I really just wanna pray for you and give you that opportunity to experience God. Um, I pray that you would take this um, as, as an opportunity to know who Jesus is on a personal level between you and yourself. This has nothing to do with me, has nothing to do with our ministry, but this is personal between you and God. I'm gonna pray for you. Um, if that's you and you wanna give your life to Jesus, you wanna to come to know more of who this God is, I want you to send a message to myself or to Detox Tabby. Um, I'd appreciate that and we wanna pray for you. Uh, Father, we thank you God for, for, for each and every single person that Um, that is desiring to give their life to you. Well, we know that this is a step that should not be taken for granted, but I pray that this will become a pivotal moment, God, that if if it is your will, that you would use this moment, this message, this lesson, this community to, to change the lives of those. Father, do it now in Jesus' name. Father, come into their life as their Lord, as their savior. Increase in them as they decrease in themselves. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Hey, family, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this message. We pray that it was a blessing to you. If you have any questions, comments, testimonies or prayer requests, we would love to hear from you. Send us a message to the detox movement on all social platforms and be sure to get your official detox brand merch at the And above all things, family, remember that you are loved, you are blessed, you are beautiful. And most importantly, you are detoxified by God's amazing grace. And until next week, family, God bless you.